Hey guys, welcome back to Droolish. Let's get to it. Welcome back to Droolish. This is Joey Montano. I am your host. Today's episode, well, you guys should know it by now. We are talking week 10 of the NFL. Uh, those of you who have been listening week by week, uh, well, uh, enjoy the ride. Uh, certainly last week was not the best if you followed suit. But if you're new to the podcast, Droolish is a sleep and relaxation podcast catered around well, simply my voice, uh, my ba- the background noise I provide to, to induce a soothing, calm, relaxing environment to help you fall asleep. I talk about a variety of subjects in hopes to add value and some mild entertainment uh, weekly, I always do the uh, weekly. I've been doing the NFL picks. Uh, certainly seems to be gaining traction, as shown by the downloads. I keep getting weekly. Always just my mind's blown based on the traction that this has been getting. I do understand that uh, this is more of a sleeping podcast, but for me, it's like a, it still blows my mind that people continue to download and listen. That being said, I pride myself in getting these NFL picks right. And last week, guys, oof, oh, that's brutal. So generally how the format uh, this episode is going to go, I've been doing this for the last few weeks, and I'm going to continue doing this moving forward. Uh, We're going to review week nine's picks, go over what I like to call the anti-power rankings, which is my personal favorite uh, segment uh, where I review the worst teams in the NFL because everyone talks about the best. So, you know, I'm trying not to hype up you guys. I'm trying to anti-hype. Then I'm going to provide my week uh, 10 picks. Normally, uh, I use the anti-power rankings as a way to pick the uh, NFL picks, especially when it comes to bad-facing teams. Then I will uh, plan to review the upset picks of the NFL, where I pick uh, teams that I think actually have long-term value, give you an update on that, and boy howdy. Circling back to last week. All right, I'm not going to lie, guys. Last week was terrible. Like, am I terrible? I mean, 7-7. Seven and seven. It's a 500 record. It's not bad. Uh, considering I've actually moved up in positioning, uh, I have 78 points total. I currently am using the Yahoo uh, Pick'em. So if you are interested in making picks along with me, or if you happen to have a Yahoo uh, account, uh, feel free to hop on either the fans of Detroit or fans from Michigan. And uh, you can look at my profile and see what other picks I'm doing. Or you can also just listen to this podcast and hopefully you know get some shut-eye and let me uh, infuse some amazing NFL picks for you. Uh, that being said, I shouldn't say amazing because last week, like I said, at 7-7, seven and seven, I did move up from, I think, the 71st uh, percentile to the 68th, which does mean that I did semi-outperform uh, other competitors, but a 7-7 seven and seven week is still, it's pretty sad, guys. So we're just going to go through this uh, week over week. Uh, in order based off of the picks uh, that Yahoo gives, and generally it's also done in, based off of the time uh, of the game scheduling. So beginning with the first game last Thursday, which was San Francisco versus Arizona, I mentioned last week that Arizona actually had a legitimate shot uh, being pretty close. And I'll just one thing to note, too, uh, before I move forward. Actually, yeah, uh, I think I bit my tongue just now. Uh, ate some pizza in between recordings so if I sound a little bit off that's probably going to be it actually I just, uh, between editing I looked, oh man it looks like the 
photos I see on uh, Google. It's a big red patch. Uh, that is the last time I eat deep, uh, is it like Chicago style pizza, at least at home. Oh man. We'll still power through this. Hopefully uh, my speech isn't too impaired. Uh, but reviewing week seven, just like my picks that did appear impaired. Uh, starting from week one, oh, sorry, week nine, first game. Arizona uh, and San Francisco. I picked San Francisco to win. Did get that pick. It was closer than what most people imagined. That's kind of the game I imagined it was going to be, despite the fact that only 3% of the folk picked San Francisco to win. Uh, I've been telling you guys that Arizona has been creeping up, especially in the anti-power rankings. And they've actually, in my opinion, have turned into a respectable team that's a little bit dangerous. Uh, that can almost... That, that I feel like they can almost beat anyone. Uh, not they're not they're not there yet, but I think they're getting there. And last Thursday show no exception. Uh, it was pretty pretty cool that they made it a game, uh, but San Francisco did get the victory. Uh, the second game uh, picked I had Houston over Jacksonville, and this one sorry I had Jacksonville, pardon, over Houston. Uh, Jacksonville got smashed. I expected a bigger fight out of Jacksonville. Uh, it seems like Minshew is kind of just uh, coasting at this point. Not that he's terrible. Uh, I don't think he's been playing phenomenally either. But he's someone to build a future around. Uh, but this last game was a complete misread. Houston obviously made this a blowout. It wasn't as close as I thought. That one, that one, my friends, that's on me. That is a Joey mistake. So I chalked that one up. I don't like being wrong. But I was just way off base there. The next game, I picked Buffalo over Washington. Uh, we nailed that. Uh, it, it was a pretty standard game. I thought Washington would put more, put it up more of a fight. Uh, they didn't, so a little bit disappointed in that. I expected them to at least get a uh, touchdown. I, I don't know. Washington just seems to score about 12 to 15 points a game, regardless. They, they underperformed even against Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo, you guys know I don't, I don't hold them in high regard. Uh, so. Uh, I don't think they're terrible, but I think their record is way mis misrepresented. Uh, especially if you compare them to a team like Denver. I feel like Denver is actually a better team than Buffalo. Uh, like, but but we'll, we'll circle back to that. The next game, I picked Minnesota over Kansas City. This one I told you guys was going to be super close. It ended up being very close. Uh, Kansas City won the game. And, uh, yeah, Matt Moore just dominated. This was a close one. This was more of a coin flip. Uh, I'm not going to, you know, beat myself up over coin flips. Uh, it turns out a lot of these games were coin flips, you know, to where it would, it would, it, ah, can't even speak, to where it pretty much mattered at the last drive or towards the end. So, I'm uh, not, you know, no complaints there. This is wrong. You can't win them all. Uh, the next game, I had New York Jets beating Miami, and that one was a simple uh, playing the odds, assuming that uh, Miami was trying to tank. It turns out uh, actually winning for them uh, because we've seen them try it seems like when they try they're actually like a mediocre team that's from what I'm that's what I'm getting but it doesn't appear that they've normally been trying except this was their week to give it a shot and they thrashed the Jets like uh, so Jets are obviously terrible too but I was just playing the odds in that one I don't want to chalk that up that one up as a big miss I said uh, Jets probably win this like 55-60% of the time but the fact that Miami blew them out yeah, still leaves a sour taste in my mouth. Uh, that one's a little bit on me. That one, uh, just did not expect Miami to come out swinging like that. 
The next game, Philadelphia against Chicago. I picked Philadelphia proudly on that one, and they did work. Chicago was just an embarrassment half the game, so I feel good about that pick. This one, uh, I picked Pittsburgh over Indianapolis. I said this one was going to be a close game. This was more of a coin flip type of game. So while I get credit for the win, I have to actually point out the fact that even though some of my losses are 50-50s, this was a close one that I happened to win this time around. The next game, I have Carolina over Tennessee. Again, Tennessee. And normally for a rivalry game, I'm worried, especially early in the season. But this one, uh, Carolina's rolling. Christian McCaffrey is just otherworldly, and Tennessee is just a terrible team. Uh, they're finally playing They're playing pretty mediocre football, and that's kind of where I've always anticipated that. Um, throughout the few weeks, they seemed like they had some potential, but now they're back to where I believe that they're supposed to be. In the next game, I had Detroit over Oakland. This one was another coin flip, let's be honest. That was a great game to watch, back and forth. Touchdown versus touchdown, it was whoever blinked first. Detroit simply just couldn't get it done. Final drive, they were there. Uh, there's nothing more that needs to be said. This was another coin flip. It was a close one. I already said last week that this is pretty much a 50-50, but obviously I have more of a Detroit bias. I've been talking up the Raiders for a long time, too. I feel like both, both of those teams are in the, in the same area of, of skill, especially with coaching and where the teams are at. Uh, but Oakland just edged that one out. Uh, it was tough for Detroit to win at, away, but uh, those are the games you got to win. And I believed in Detroit, and they were close, but, you know, uh, this wasn't a far-off miss. It was just one of those slight coin flips that I lost. Can't, I can't blame it. Detroit did what they could, and Oakland did, the, did, did what they could, too. There's nothing more to it. I picked the following game, too. This, I picked the Seahawks to beat Tampa. Uh, Seahawks did win. It was a close one in overtime. Uh, Tampa does have that scary factor of just randomly going off against any team, which makes them mediocre but dangerous, like absurdly dangerous. Uh, but uh, overall, uh, Seattle did what they needed to do. They dropped 40, and despite the fact that they have no defense, Russell Wilson is a god. I, there's nothing more to be said. I, at this point, I am always hard-pressed to go against Seattle just because of the Russell Wilson factor in most games. I'm so glad I got that one right. Uh, the next game, these should be like the afternoon games. I picked Cleveland for Denver. Uh, this one, probably a little bit closer than it should have been. Uh, Cleveland is trending to terrible. Uh, unlike Tampa, Cleveland has the capability to play well, but they don't do it at all anymore. Uh, Tampa can at least be explosive. Cleveland can be explosive, but they just don't. So uh, the fact that they're not even remotely consistent uh, did me in. So this was a bad pick on my part, guys. I, knew, I, I told you guys Denver was a sneaky team all season. Um, but I put more stock into Cleveland actually performing like the way they're supposed to. Uh, but Denver did what they were supposed to instead, which I overlooked. And that, that one, again, that's, that's a my bad right there. Same with the Houston and Jacksonville game. Like, those are two that's on me. Like, that sucks. Uh, the other one, Green Bay over the Chargers. I don't think many people picked the Chargers to win, um, even though it was at uh, Los Angeles. It was a, a pretty impressive performance by the Chargers to hold Green Bay down. To, I don't think they scored many points. I actually did not watch most of the game, so I wish I could say more, but uh, the Chargers did put up 26 against uh, Green Bay's 11. Uh, this could just be Los Angeles spark that they need to get back into the season. Uh, we all know how capable that team can be playing and how capable they usually are. It's just a matter of 
uh, whether or not they could be consistent. So they are usually a second half team, a second half of the season team. So uh, that's something to think about moving forward, uh, especially with these picks. Seems like the Chargers might be turning it on. Uh, who knows? Uh, but they did beat a pretty top tier team in the league. Despite my bias against the Packers, they are legit, or at least legit enough to be taken seriously. But then I picked the Baltimore Ravens. No, 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 I picked the New England Patriots over the Ravens. This one I was playing against the uh, standard odds uh, to those who picked Baltimore, and you got it. Like, this was just a bad pick on me. Not just a bad pick. It was a misread. Uh, this game could have been closer, uh, but New England, uh, you know, I just didn't get it right. Uh, I don't want to chalk that one up on me. It wasn't a coin flip. Uh, but you know, I'll take the blame on that one. That one's on me. Uh, unlike, you know, the Green Bay game, those are a little bit unexpected surprises. It's just a random bad game, one and done, hopefully. Um, we get those wrong. Uh, but uh, Baltimore just cleaned house. It, it's pretty apparent that New England does have a, a tier of, like, talent that they're dealing with. Uh, I know they're not dealing, they're not working with much. And they really, really do. They always focus on defense, but... Baltimore just laid it to him. Uh, good job, Baltimore. You, you deserve it. And then the last game, I picked the Dallas Cowboys over the Giants, and that was a pretty straightforward victory. So, after 14 games in this week, I went 7-7. Seven and seven. That's about three that are pretty much on me, admittedly. Like, that's as bad. One was pretty much a big misread. Could have been a random bad day. I think a lot of people got it wrong, and then the other two. Uh, sorry. The other, I think, two or three. Or just coin flips that we lost. Uh, this is obviously not a, <clears throat> excuse me, this is not a performance that I prefer to see for myself, obviously. Uh, and this is probably the worst week that I've had since uh, week five. So, uh, actually it's, actually the worst, no, it's better than week five. So, but, yeah, compared to week five though, this is just about as bad. And, you know, being seven to seven, 50% record is not terrible. Uh, my win-loss is 78-56 for the season. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm not going to let this week shake me, uh, mainly because there's just been a lot of uh, movement going on, especially within the league. And, uh, you know, I just, like I said, I, still, I, I lost some of these that, that felt more of like they were 50-50s. So um, I'm ready to bounce back. And, yeah, let's get straight to well, my favorite segment. Let's do it. Anti-power rankings, baby. So, this week in the anti-power rankings, week 10 of the anti-power rankings, I should say. Uh, if you're unfamiliar, we focus on the worst teams of the NFL, contrary to most standard power rankings where they focus on the best teams. I like to talk about the worst teams strictly due to the fact that, well, no one really talks about them. And most of the time they talk about it, them is more so talking about tank material and and for me, I, I just like to hone in on some of these teams, rank them, because I do believe when they face off, uh, especially a week over week, it does give me a bit of an edge to figure out which team can win. Obviously, last week, Miami's winning was a surprise to some of us, but uh, overall, uh, definitely, there's been a lot of movement, especially this week. Uh, there's only one team that, that remained in the same spot. Uh, the last few weeks, there's been little movement because the bad teams have been doing what, they're, what they've been needed to do, which has been continuing to uh, underperform and just disappoint for each fan base. I'm just, I'm just saying what, uh, what I'm feeling for half the fan bases here. Now, 
I go in order of 1 through 10. I do mention uh, fixed 11 through 15 as well to better understand where the movers and shakers are in the NFL, especially to see if there are teams that are trending down in the rankings, which means they're actually trending up in real life or, on, you know, when they actually play games. I've added an, an element, uh, I've done this the last few weeks, where I've tiered uh, not only these rankings, but I feel like it makes sense to give them different tiers because they're at this point, unless if there is a definitive terrible team, uh, it's hard for other terrible teams to beat each other. So, oh, sorry, only only terrible teams more or less can beat each other. But uh, but saying like a number, say in this case, a, a number one ranked uh, anti-power ranking team might be almost as powerful or as weak as a like a number five, especially as, as the season progresses. That's not to say number, you know, the number one team can't be number five. It just puts them in the same tier, and the actual rankings are more of like a hyper-focused level of of uh, mediocrity and sadness. So, without further ado, let's start. Number one through number six, uh, I actually have them as a tier of just terribleness. Like that's the tier I've ranked them in. Uh, seven through nine is a tier of just subpar sadness at this point, and uh, you know they're just terrible, but they at least show some spirit. Uh, and then a third tier I have, which is ranks ten to thirteen, are teams that are more of the me more of the mediocre-ish, but there is potential. They've shown flashes, and they still might be able to pull off something down the road. And then the fourth tier is probably just teams that. Uh, simply are kind of in the middle of the pack, but let's be honest, really don't appear to be doing anything unless drastic, unless something drastically changes. Uh, or they could be trending down. Um, they're still decent. There's certainly nothing wrong with these teams, but uh, but, they, but if they continue to lose, there's going to be some worry. So, number one. I have the Cincinnati Bengals. They moved up one spot. Uh... You know, yeah, Miami, uh, where, where are they? I'll tell you soon. But they t officially take the number one spot, and it's been a struggle all season for these guys uh, to show up in the number one spot. Uh, from starting out on, let's see here, uh, I don't know how old this is. So the worst teams? Yep. Yeah, they started out, I don't think they were even ranked, and since, I think, week six, they've shown up. Uh, from like number eight to number four, they stayed at number two for the longest time, and they cracked the number one spot. So the Cincinnati Bengals fans, you've earned it. You've benched Andy Dalton. You guys are trying something new, uh, and I give you credit. You know, you gotta try something new when you're desperate. But that does not mean you're good. Okay, the offense is still stagnant. Uh, I don't even. I almost don't want to watch your games, but I still have to watch the clips because I have to know what I'm talking about. Unfortunately. Uh, with Miami kind of, uh, you know, shooting down the rankings, I, I'm very sad to see you become number one because I actually had high hopes for the season for you guys. I believe you guys did win a game early, if I recall, and see, like, I'm not even at the point where I'm remembering. Uh, and side note, too, remember, I'm not a professional sports analyst. Uh, despite my previous episode talking about sports gambling and how they went, uh, it's just me following a system that, that does not make me an official pro good guy picking picks, uh, especially this stuff. So remember, keep that in mind. I'm not a professional. This is strictly for mild entertainment and, of course, to help you fall asleep. So uh, the Bengals have just... Uh, it's just a lot of sadness in, in the Bengals universe, uh, in my opinion. 
uh, last week. Let's see. I'm gonna pull. I'm gonna pull up the last week's last week's schedule. And I'm sorry if I'm slurring a little bit. Uh, I did bite my tongue while eating pizza in between recordings. Uh, and if you're new to the podcast and you catch this release uh, on a Thursday, this is when I normally uh, make my picks and when I release it. But I'm going to be changing my release schedule, uh, especially with additional recordings. I'm going to be focusing on releasing an episode either on Monday and Tuesday, and then the football picks Wednesday and Thursday, or sorry, Wednesday or Thursday. Hopefully uh, getting it sooner is going to be better, uh, especially to especially to have more consistency with the podcast. I definitely want you guys to uh, have more time to study and listen and uh, and just give more material and, and, and give uh, more consistent material. Uh, because I noticed a lot of my episodes, since they're so close together, uh, my pre-football episodes uh, sometimes don't perform as, mu- as well because a lot of people don't have that much time to discover and find it. And my whole name of the game is to help out as many people as I can, so I want to give each episode a chance. Uh, that said, I'm looking at week nine of the NFL. And going back to the Cincinnati Bengals, actually, I don't think they uh, even played. So, th- yeah, the Bengals didn't play, so they actually went number one by default, um, despite still benching Andy Dalton. Uh, let's see here. I'm pulling up. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, pretty much everything I said is still related to their team as a whole. I don't think the... Uh, actually, it's possible. It's very plausible to see if the new backup, uh, or whoever's replacing Andy Dalton, uh, I should spend the time to look, shouldn't I, guys? Yeah, I should. Now, let's see. I'm going to look at the depth chart here. Just for you guys. So, Andy Dalton uh, is... I'm pretty sure he's out. Yeah, so Ryan Finley, he's now the starter. So, this should be interesting for Ryan Finley to come in and see if he can spark an offense. Uh, the Bengals, they're still mediocre across most parts. And uh, they don't, they're, they're truly deserving of the number one. Number two... Uh, this team moved up four spots from last week. It's quite impressive, to be honest with you. And that is the New York Jets. The only, the only way you can you can move up four spots, especially uh, since the Jets were already in, in kind of the danger zone of being completely terrible, is to lose to the Miami Dolphins. Not only did they lose to the Miami Dolphins, they lost handedly. Uh, makes me weep. Uh, very sad, no control of weep. But... <laughs> but you know, they make big, big strides. I wanted, I had faith. They always hung around in the middle of the pack. Uh, they started out low, around the number three spot. They showed some potential uh, that one week with Darnold when he came back. And then they kind of regressed back to normal. Unfortunately, despite being number two, uh, you know, they moved up four spots and they're in the worst tier. Uh, I don't have much faith in the Jets. I think they still can win, but it's just a lack of talent, the coaching. I think Adam Gase, there's been a lot of people talk, t- talking about just the terrible coaching. Heck, even the quarterbacks that used to be under Gase are now at least performing adequately as backups in other, in other teams. So, uh, th- you know, that's that's something to be said. Uh, I definitely think the Jets are just need a new face. They need a new coach. Uh, nothing seems to be positive going on with that season. Uh, Darnold is not getting any help. Uh, there definitely needs to be a coaching change ASAP, or else Darnold is going to mix or blend into the bag of just mediocrity. Or a young guy, we don't you don't need to see that. So, uh, you know, Sam Darnold. Hopefully, you get better uh, people around you, especially coaching, and 
Maybe we can see the Jets bounce back. Definitely not this year, though. Certainly not. Coming in at number three, I have the Miami Dolphins, who moved down two spots. They held the throne as number one since week one, or since the inception of the anti-power rankings. And I'm very sad to see them move down to number three. Uh, or sorry, yeah, move down to number three. They crushed the Jets, um, which is now the number two team. They have, they've shown their hand. They, they know they they know kind of where they're at in the NFL. Uh, realistically speaking, they probably can beat uh, probably a few other teams that are in the same tier. But it doesn't seem like they're going to willingly try. It seemed like this effort was more of a, hey, let's get our first win and give it our all and see where we stand. And then I don't have much faith in the rest of the season. However, Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, still is kind of a wild card. He's almost like just a really older Jameson, uh, James Winston. So, uh, you know, he does what he wants. It doesn't matter. Uh, but congrats, Miami. You've moved down two spots. I'm kind of eager to see where you end up in the season, but I don't have much faith. Coming in at number four, I have the Washington Redskins. So yeah, yeah, they lost last week, so why am I putting them at number four? Well, because, let's be honest, Washington still can beat Miami, and these are all terrible teams. So uh, this is pretty much, uh, this is going to be a rock, paper, scissors type game, but, uh, you know, where Jets beat Miami, Miami beats Washington, or, you know, Miami beats Washington, my, or, sorry, Washington beats Miami, and then Miami beats the Jets, and the Jets lose to Washington. You kind of like that whole thing. Uh, Washington is still pretty disappointing overall. Uh, the ownership just makes me sad. I know they ran a Kirk Cousins out of town, and we see what Kirk's doing now. Uh, and there's nothing really inspiring about the team. I think Casey Keenum is still starting. If he's still starting, I've not paid that much attention. I felt very bad for the Washington Redskins for a long time. Um, but I think it's time for me to move on with, my, with any sympathy for them. Uh, mainly all that sympathy was left with Kirk Cousins. So uh, the Skins, I believe they got shellacked. I think they only scored, what, nine points? Yeah, nine points against the Bills. Uh, very uninspiring, especially against a Bills team, which I have no faith in them actually being good. Uh, Adrian Peterson did rush for 108 yards. He seems to be the only shining light, but against, but as, the, as they're turning into 1-8, uh, you still lost against the Bills, and I don't like the. I don't think the Bills are legit. Um, they're not on these rankings um, in, in my anti-power rankings, even though I feel like they should. I have to try to be objective or as objective as I can. Uh, like I said, the Bills' defense is superb, but uh, against weak teams, this is kind of like the standard for them. So, uh, yeah. So, Washington. I'm sorry, but you know, you you moved. You moved down, sorry, you moved up one spot to number four, or I should say moved down a spot to number four, and uh, I, yeah, I don't want to say you don't deserve it, but there are just three other teams, but, like, simply worse, so you are number four by default. Number five also dropped one spot, and this is the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons, I believe, I don't know if they played last week, and if they did, I've completely forgot. No, you know, it was a bye week. So they had no real reason to move up or down. There's no need for me to dive deeper into this specifically. Uh, we all know where Atlanta's at, and they, they're really going nowhere. So uh, they might they might even start tanking. It's very it's very it's very plausible for them to start considering that as well. Uh, number six, and this one, oh, you, you hate to see it, guys. You hate to see it. The Chicago Bears moved up two spots. The terrible Bears continue to be terrible. 
and I feel like I'm actually ranking them a little bit too high because last week's performance, or sorry, week nine performance was simply dreadful. Uninspired, dreadful, garbage, trash, like hot doo-doo, you name it. Didn't they only have t minus 10 yards? Minus 10 yards in the first half. And I think Trubisky actually had negative yardage too. That's something that's not supposed to happen. Uh, Eagles won their game handedly t uh, 22 to 14. Chicago likely had what, two garbage touchdowns. Uh, this wasn't even close. This was a laugher. It's pretty sad, <laughs> personally. But uh, uh, I never, you guys know me, I don't, I don't think the Bears are good. Uh, I think Trubisky has been mediocre. He's always looked mediocre. I haven't seen anything that says there's something dynamic about him. Generally, this is this is a fault of my own. Any quarterback or any player that shows any uh, flashes of not just greatness, but any sort of dynamic trait, whether if it's like dropping dimes or just uh, you know accuracy, it could just be like short pass accuracy, mid pass accuracy, the ability to hold have their presence in the pocket. There's usually some dynamic trait that makes a quarterback, uh, you know, trusted. You know, Wentz, for example, has just uh, really great pocket presence from what I've seen, and he is really he's really tough to tackle. He can make plays, and he has high poise. Okay, like those are just four things I do. You watch, he's just he can do it. Uh, the Bears, on the other hand, Chubisky, he does seem to have some poise, but there's but it's not a huge dynamic trait. He doesn't have anything that. Uh, would strike to me is say like he he's good uh, he's pretty mediocre and it's the fact that he's still starting uh, makes me very happy uh, as for the defense it seems like the Chicago's defense is not as good as they used to be uh, the team is certainly starting to play like they're giving up and uh, this could be the season like the end of the season for them and I've, I've already docked them in in the shippy sh sh I don't want to cuss but they are in the terrible hot doo-doo tier um, yeah, so congrats to Chicago. You moved up two spots if you're a Bears fan. Um, you hate to see it, and I'm sorry. Uh, but, but quality of play is a big deal, and you still lost to a, despite a, um, heat, a heated-up Eagles team, uh, you know, they're still not playing 100% for what it seems like with you, but that was just a terrible performance. That is a terrible performance that any of the five teams can, can mimic any given time, and you've done it too, so... Uh, you, yeah, you've certainly earned it. So moving on, to, moving down to number seven. Remember now, seven through nine. These are teams that are certainly in the mediocre, te mediocre tier. Uh, I feel, still think they can win a couple games. They certainly have shown that they have a lot of fight. Uh, maybe they're not playing up to their ability, but uh, there is some slim hope for these teams. So number seven. This is the only, the only <laughs> place that this team seems to be cozy did on is the New York Giants. They've been number seven for, for the last three or four weeks. Uh, you would think I would place them above Chicago, but to be fair, I strongly believe the Giants can beat Chicago straight up, even in Chicago. Uh, and the Giants are losing to just strong teams. Uh, Daniel Jones uh, is clearly, uh, watch, if you watch him last game, he's shown a lot of flashes. Not just flashes, but he knows how to make plays on the fly. He he has a good sense of when to run. Uh, he is a little bit impatient. He does make mistakes. Don't get me wrong. But uh, but I see it there. They have Saquon Barkley, uh, and yeah, there's a lot of questioning, questionable stuff with coaching too. But 
the overall the team itself is not playing atrociously uh, as bad as the other teams. There there is some level of of team playing and semblance of wanting to win still. And honestly, that's almost what I want to get at too. Is that the bottom six teams just seem like feel like the teams that feels like they're defeated. The rest of the season, it's over. Now the Giants, on the other hand. Uh, Daniel Jones seems to be taking every opportunity. He seems to be learning. He's he kind of reminds me of kind of uh, when I started watching Kyle Murray. Uh, you can kind of see it, and over time he's starting to develop. Uh, Daniel Jones. It's going to be a lot harder for that because he doesn't have a he doesn't have a strong team to build around. So uh, his progress his progress and with coaching aside too is going to be a little bit steeper. Uh, luckily he has Eli Manning by his side too, uh, and uh, I. I don't know. I do have some hope for the Giants. Uh, they are number seven, and and it's tough for me to place them anything above that. It's pretty tough to crack the top six at this point. Uh, the only way I can see this is if the Giants lose to a, a top six team, a top six anti-power ranking team, I should say. Uh, it's plausible, but uh, but no, I, I yeah, it's going to be something for the Giants <laughs> the rest of the season. Number eight. This team moved up four spots, so yeah, we have a lot of movers and shakers. Number eight is, and I hate to put them here, unlike the Bears, this is the Cleveland Browns. Uh, uh, I admit that I'm probably about one week behind in these rankings, especially for Cleveland. Mainly it's maybe because I still bought into the hype, uh, but it's clear that we all see the talent there. Like they have the talent. You, we see the flashes. Even I mean, as much as I want to crap on Baker Mayfield and the stuff he's been doing to, and stuff and saying in the media, He's always going to keep doing that, and to be honest, I I really like that as a quarterback. Uh, despite the fact that he's losing, and everyone says, "Oh yeah, you should shut up when you lose." You know what? Screw it. You know, Baker can say whatever, whatever the heck he wants. All right. Uh, honestly, this team just seems like they are always wanting to put up a fight. They want to show every week that they are better. Uh, that is probably one of the dangerous traits that makes me want to believe in them. Uh, it's. It is starting to come off as false bravado, uh, but definitely uh, the coaching with Freddie Kitchens. I used to say this a few weeks ago that it looks like they're making improvements. Uh, the last couple weeks, they've completely gone in a different direction. It seems like, especially the coaching, does not understand correct play calling. They're not utilizing Baker Mayfield's strengths, which is very key. Uh, I mean, if that's literally quarterbacking 101 or coaching 101 is to utilize your players. and. And Cleveland has not figured it out, um, despite them actually s seemingly figure it out early in the season. Uh, I don't know if they were getting too cute or overthinking, but we know this team can compete, uh, and they are certainly not going to fold the rest of the season. They probably know they're playing awful. I mean, they know they're playing awful. They know everyone's laughing at them. Here's the thing: like they're not going to fold. Okay, uh, this is a new, new, different dynamic Cleveland team. Kitchens might be gone by the end of the season. Maybe they need someone who's more of a disciplinarian. Like a Jim Caldwell might actually be okay, like, believe it or not, uh, just to bring them back to a decent record. But um, certainly it will be interesting to have a different coach with some high-flying offense experience. This team is way too good. You've seen Baker last last year. He, he can play in the NFL. Um, regression is obviously a real thing, uh, but... I have little doubt that he won't be able to turn it around. Uh, it's just a matter of time. Hopefully he gets... Hopefully, I don't know what's going on in his head, but, like, he needs to... He needs some clarity. He, he needs better direction. So, uh, the Cleveland... Uh, 
don't know, it's it was like OBJ too. He doesn't seem like he's performing as well. Part of it is because of Baker, but uh, it, it's it, it's a sad thing to see. I mean, we all kind of ex were kind of hoping and biting into the hype that they'd be a playoff team, but they're still coming off of like a 0-16 season two years ago, and then they heated up towards the end of last season when they had no expectations. So, Cleveland, you're number eight, um, but uh, your stock is falling very fast. And as much as I want to keep rooting for you, I have to be I have to be objective about this. So, um, number eight, Cleveland. Number nine, anti-power ranking team. Uh, they've steadily moved their way up over the season. I'm kind of glad because I think they're where they should be, and that's the Tennessee Titans. Uh, mediocre, uninspiring, just dreadful. Uh, every like offensively, that's what I see every single week. I think they put up, in, uh, I believe, 20 points last week, or last week in the against the Panthers, and those 20 points were straight up garbage time. They were shut out in the first half. Uh, Panthers, I believe, were already up 23-0 before "quote unquote" the Titans made it a game or something like that. Tannehill uh, is replacing Mariota. He seems to be serviceable and better than Mariota, but in the same vein, it's hard to just to justify the offense playing well just around one quarterback, especially when the first two quarters you were shut out. Um, definitely puts less weight on Tannehill's performance. Uh, same as like Matt Schwab, like a couple weeks back when Atlanta, when Atlanta was playing. Uh, Panthers just decimated them. Uh, it wasn't even close. Uh, the Titans, I think, even though they're four and five, they are. Remember, I have the, them as the ninth anti-power ranking team. Uh, I think they're going to continue to lose. Uh, I don't think they can even beat any mid-tier teams right now. They might have a chance against a couple mid-tier teams that would sleep on them. For example, like they could probably beat a Tampa if they weren't paying attention. Yeah, maybe a, uh, an uninspired like Chargers team. Okay, so they can beat some teams probably ahead of them, but it's generally one of those time, one of those games where something weird would have to happen. So we're number nine, uh, rounding out the top ten. So we have Cincy one, two, Jets, Miami three, Washington four, Atlanta five, Chicago six, the Giants seven, Cleveland and Tennessee eight and nine. And running out your top 10, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They moved down four spots, and uh, I, I feel like this is appropriate. Uh, Tampa has shown to be a little bit dynamic here. And let's not forget the teams 10 through 13. These are teams that uh, I would deem as very... Uh, they can they can have a run for the playoffs. They're, they probably weren't playing as well early in the season, and, and if they're not, they're certainly are starting to turn it around or wake up so the destiny the fate is in their hands depending on how they want to roll with it i think they can beat a lot of good teams in the nfl on any given sunday uh and while the other teams can do it too i feel like these teams can do it at a higher percentage and probably more consistent despite tampa losing to seattle they still dropped i believe 34 points against yes a sad seattle team seattle defensive team uh, but it took them to get to overtime, and they were at Seattle to win that. Uh, this is what you would call a quality loss. It was a game where Tampa had a few more pieces together, and they probably figured something out, and this was, that's something that I like to see when it comes to some of these NFL games, is that some teams, Tammy Tampa has did this against St. Louis. Uh, now they're doing it against Seattle. Like, they've shown to, they've shown to have uh, the ability to be inconsistent, um, yet explosive. 
which makes them dangerous for half the Sundays. It's almost like the Fitz, it's almost like Fitz magic randomly. Uh, I think they're still rolling the dice with with uh, Jameis, but uh, I I'm actually was pretty surprised, uh, especially last week's performance. Uh, they certainly have shown that they can uh, win. Uh, will they make the playoffs? It's unlikely, but I feel like they are a tier above like the mediocre team, uh, despite them being yeah, a little bit mediocre themselves. I, I do think uh, most of it is revolved around inconsistency and not just um, being like terrible all in general. So there you guys have it. We have the top 10, and uh, I'm going I'm to quick go through 11 through 15 for you guys, just so you guys are in the know. And kind of uh, some quick thoughts about each team. So, number 11, I have the Denver Broncos. They moved down two spots. Uh, they won against the Bears team, I believe. No, not the Bears. Uh, the Browns. Uh, that was pretty much a defining game of saying, like, it, like that was a def defining game of both teams that felt like they were on the same same par. Uh, Denver was, like, number 9 last week in the anti-power rankings, and Cleveland was 12. They're on the same tier. But uh, Cleveland, had, Cleveland had their shot, but Denver... Uh, did what they needed to do to get the victory. They came out strong ahead, and uh, yeah, it was a pretty, it was a decent game for them. And I, I already said this before, uh, Denver is, uh, Denver's record is not uh, indicative of how they've been playing. Yes, their offense is a little bit lacking, but if you if we were to put them in Buffalo combined, like the head to head, I think Denver smashes Buffalo. Okay, um, but. Uh, Buffalo has the wins, and they can win when it matters, apparently, against terrible teams. And Denver couldn't win against stronger teams back then. So I feel like they're both on the same echelon, but I think Denver actually is a little bit better than Buffalo. Like, based on how they're playing, but the record is not reflective. Um, that's why I'm kind of putting them in, in the number 11 spot. Uh, number 12, they moved, uh, let's see, down, or sorry, up a spot, which is the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, we watched the game against the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, despite them losing, this is what I would deem as a quote-unquote quality loss. Uh, Arizona, week over week, uh, is st should start scaring a lot of you guys. If you are listening to this, I've been saying this, um, but Arizona is is putting everything together with a ragtag group of like misfits. Okay, this was not supposed to be their season. The fact that they are consistently competing, they have like gnawing and clawing every single game. Yeah, like, you know, towards the end of the games when teams let up, Arizona is literally doing what Detroit did a few years back, and they're just putting themselves in every single chance to come back. They are not giving up. This is this is what, in my opinion, like, if Cleveland play like how how Arizona, how Arizona has been adjusting, like, oh my God, Cleveland could would be a phenomenal team. Now, the fact that Arizona is, is working with, like, nothing like a rookie quarterback who's still learning the system despite the new coaches you know he's he's actually doing pretty well uh it's uh, the arizona cardinals uh are probably topping out like like performance wise on the field wise the eye test they have been uh pretty solid uh overall at least offensively and uh i can i can even tell you some of the games that they have i did this last week too and I'm pretty sure, I don't know if all of you will agree with me on this, but like, just looking quickly at their schedule. They're 3-5-1. They haven't won many games at home, sadly. Um, they're in a terrible division, as in like a great division for the, for like great quality teams and terrible for them. 
Okay, outside of getting shellacked by the Saints, which we all kind of saw coming, um, the 49ers was certainly a good game for them to adjust and make changes. But they're facing the Bucks, which is a very winnable game. Uh, the 49ers again at 49ers. That one, I am still a little bit nervous because I do think Arizona does have a chance. They're still facing the Rams. I think the Rams are kind of iffy, but I think Arizona can also win that game. The Steelers, that's an unknown. Um, depending on where the Steelers are at, they, the Steelers and Arizona Cardinals start, like, they, they always don't, they, they are playing the way they should be. Like, everyone is always focused, it seems like. They always fight. That one's going to be a good game. I can't tell you who's going to win that one, but out of the, just, just seeing how the teams play, I do think the Steelers will come out ahead. I think they're going to smash the Browns if the Browns will turn it around. Uh, I think they can also beat either the Seahawks or Rams, yeah. So despite, yeah, I know they're in a terrible division uh, that won't showcase their, like the best of the best, but uh, I do think they can take wins. Like I, I do think they can win one, maybe two from the Rams, depending, and they can definitely uh, beat the Seahawks. Uh, uh, yeah, at this point, like they, the first three weeks were certainly them warming up. And I don't, I don't know why I'm talking too much about Arizona. Maybe I'm Gaga, but I'll, I'll drop it. I'll drop it. Um, 13, the Chargers. They moved down three spots. Uh, they were normally, uh, they were initially 10 last week, and now they're uh, 13. I believe, uh, yeah, they won last week against Green Bay. And that's, you know, certainly deserving to move up, move up a few spots. They, because of that, they are now, I'm going to double check the record here. I want to say around 500? Uh, four and five. Four and five, uh, especially right now, is not a bad spot to be. Especially considering the discrepancy of top teams and bottom teams, four and five is certainly in the hunt. Uh, the Chargers seem to be flipping that switch now in the second half of the season, which should make you nervous. Uh, they've certainly got my attention. I don't know if it's just a flip on the radar, but based on their body of work and history and how Philip Rivers seems to get really angry and play really well in the second half of the season, um, I'm going to err on the side of them being more legit. Uh, I'm not going to chalk them up too much because I know at this point you guys are probably tired of this and I have other things to talk about. So, uh, number 14, Detroit Lions. I hate to see you on there, but you've made your debut. And even though you know, I have you in the green as a playoff multiple team, uh, you're one disappointing loss away from uh, uh, yeah losing, losing a lot more brownie points. For me. And I have Jacksonville, which they just showed up briefly, but with Cole's coming back, they're, they're going to be interesting to see. And then 16, which, let's be honest, at this point, we're, we're talking about the better teams in the NFL. I have the Colts. Uh, they seem to be a swingy team. But I'm not going to dive too much into that. So there you have it. Top 10 anti-power rankings, along with 11-15. Oof. I feel like I'm talking really fast, but I can't tell because my tongue is so numb. <laughs> Moving on, guys. Let's talk a little bit about this week's picks. Let's talk week 10 NFL picks. So if this is your first time listening to the picks, I go on Yahoo Fantasy Sports. I make my picks weekly. This is week 10. And after reviewing them last week, I'm trying to bounce back. And now looking at the anti-power rankings, hopefully I can get better picks, a uh, better idea of who to pick. I did make these picks earlier, but now I'm um, talking about this out loud. I might make a couple changes, depending. So these are pre-locked, and I'll let you know my official picks uh, right now. So, Yahoo always mentions the favorites first, then the underdogs, unlike other places that talk about home and away. So keep that in mind when I talk, because I know I talk weird at times. So, 
Uh, first matchup, which is Thursday night, and probably when this is released, it's going to be tonight. Uh, I, I have the Chargers against Oakland. So I'm going to look at the spreads here too, and I might give you some spread information. Uh, off, the, off the head, off, I can't even speak, but off the top of my head, uh, this seems like it's an even matchup. It's trending to be the Chargers, based on what I just said, how they could be improved in a little bit. Um, but Oakland, has, is, their team is really coming together. Uh, I know they beat the Lions last week, but it's uh, it, it's kind of... They're both playoff contenders at this point, I feel like. Like legitimate playoff contenders, and they can sneak a win into... They can sneak not only, not only get a win in the playoffs, or sorry, win to get in the playoffs, but they can actually win a game in the playoffs. That's kind of where I feel like those te both teams are at. I really trust Gruden more because his team has been, show has been showing more consistency, and the team itself just seems to be riding high, and Derek Carr has just been uh, playing phenomenally. Uh, that's not to take... Los Angeles out of the equation, just Oakland's playing at home, and this is a 50-50 matchup, but I'm taking the underdog Oakland. So it is, uh, it's close to in Yahoo Nation, it's almost a 50-50. So, taking Oakland as a slight underdog. In my opinion, this is, I think Oakland wins this uh, probably 55% of the time. So it, 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 this one is a close one. This next game, it's at Chicago, and they're the favorite against Detroit. Uh, if you guys know us by now, I've been picking Detroit every single week, uh, because it's mainly up to them to perform the way I expect them to. This week, I feel very certain, uh, for once, this isn't a 50-50. I feel like Detroit wins this 75% of the time, personally. And, and they're actually the underdog, which blows my mind here. And Chicago can certainly... This is going to be a closer game. I'll, I'll give Chicago that. I don't want to completely say Chicago's terrible, because they are playing at home, and Detroit's defense is, uh, is abysmal. And that's the only reason why I would say Chicago has a chance here. Um, but I'm giving D Detroit the 60-40 here. It's not the 50-50 that Yahoo gives. And even the fact that Chicago is a 2.5 point advantage, this might even be worth like a Detroit money line pick for an upset pick. Who knows? I'm picking Detroit as the underdog. Next game, I have Baltimore against Cincinnati. I'm not going to spend waste any more breath on picking Baltimore, obviously. Next game, this is at Cleveland. They're the favorite against the Buffalo Bills. Now, initially, I wanted to pick Cleveland to win this, but going and talking about the underdog picks, I'm just very disappointed with them, and despite me not liking Buffalo, uh, Buffalo, I compared them, compared them to Denver, and I have a lot of respect for Denver. It's just the record's not matching it, and I feel like Buffalo is slightly beneath that. Um, that being said, Denver smashed Cleveland, and I can't imagine, even though this is at Cleveland, uh, Buffalo... Uh, should win this as much as they don't want to go against Cleveland. You know, Cleveland wins, I, I would be happy to be wrong, but I think Buffalo wins this like 65% of the time. Uh, Yahoo tends to agree. They have 72% of the people picking them. Cleveland does have a three-point advantage, which is super weird, uh, considering that Cleveland doesn't really win much at home. So, that's weird. Uh, definitely uh, picking the underdog Buffalo sounds weird against Cleveland. Uh, next game. Kansas City is the underdog against Tennessee. Is this a joke? This can't. This this is not real. Okay, it's turned off. Okay. So there's something weird with the wonkiness, but Kansas City is the underdog by default. Uh, I'm picking them. I already told you guys how terrible Tennessee is or how mediocre they're playing. Uh, they could win. Kansas City could be playing mediocre, but Andy Reid's air raid offense is just absurd. Uh, New, New Orleans against Atlanta. Picking New Orleans. This should be. That should be shellacking. Uh, New Orleans is the favorite. I have 
the next game, Giants against the Jets. I have the Giants winning. Uh, trying to look at both quarterbacks' body of work, Daniel Jones versus Sam Darnold. Uh, Darnold, like I said, it's coaching. The team doesn't seem to be doing anything. The Giants do still show some fight. I uh, definitely think this is going to be a close one, but the Giants should, if they're going to be the team that I think they are, should win this decisively. They probably win this like 65, 70% of the time, despite playing quote-unquote away, even though it's their hometown. Uh, it might be an away game, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be a home, home game for them, let's be honest. The next game, Tampa Bay against Arizona. I am picking the Arizona Cardinals as the underdog. This one is a super close one. 78% uh, of Yahoo's ranking them to win, and they're a four and a half point favorite. It's pretty absurd considering how Arizona's offense has been way more consistent, and Kyle Murray has probably been one of the most dynamic rookies we've all we've seen in a while. Uh, you've probably heard me from week one to week now. I've, I've been a big doubter, and over time, I've been thoroughly impressed with Arizona's body of work. Uh, Tampa Bay does certainly have the ability to win. They, they can Tampa Bay can win like 31 to 12 like against Arizona, um, but they are just never been consistent. So this is probably going to be a semi-close game where Arizona get, jumps out ahead, and Tampa Bay might come storming back. But I think Arizona holds it off, uh, especially against uh, more, more mediocre teams. Uh, Arizona has shown to uh, handily win against some of these like lesser quality teams, and I think uh, Tampa Bay qualifies for that. Uh, very surprised to see them as a four and a half point favorite. That already tells me I need to pick them, not just for the pick'em, uh, but for gambling, for the gambling stuff wise too, for my upset picks like that. I don't care what the line is. Arizona, that's a bonafide like muddy line. Uh, like I can't say a lot because there's no such thing, but that's probably the best best angle so far. The next game, I have Indianapolis Colts. Um, over the Miami Dolphins, that's pretty obvious. Uh, if Miami starts winning, you know, I'll just be my mind will be blown. Uh, I can't imagine Miami actually winning any more games unless it was, unless they're facing other terrible teams that don't hurt their draft pick. Uh, that's yeah, Miami. I, I don't know what the spread in this one is, but ten and a half. Ugh. And Miami will probably keep it a little bit closer, but who knows? Um, but yeah, definitely Indy. The next game. Uh, Green Bay at Carolina. Uh, I strongly believe that Green Bay was caught off guard against the Chargers, uh, but now I think people are noticing a little bit more about the Chargers, and Green Bay is not going to take Carolina lightly. I don't... I really should look up how strong their run defense is, but uh, Christian McCaffrey has literally been on fire. And it's just crazy to talk about a running back which has been so absurdly effective. Um, but I think just Green Bay has the firepower. Uh, and their game plan is generally to run down the team and run down the clock from what I've seen. Uh, they have the ability to go from run heavy to pass heavy. And they seem to have all phases of the game locked down. And I think last week was just a flip on the radar. Everyone was going to move on. Green Bay knows who they are. So um, Carolina, I think, can win this, I think, 35% of the time. The fact that they're a five-point underdog against Green Bay, and they can win. I think they actually have a legit shot at winning, but I think Green Bay wins, like I said, 65% of the time. Unlike the 93% that vote in the Yahoo for Green Bay, um, I think this is 65-35 and a lot closer than what most people think. Would be interesting to see what the weather is like, though, uh, on Sunday. Next game, I have Los Angeles Rams versus Pittsburgh at home. Pittsburgh at home. I'm picking them as the underdog. So the, the Steelers, uh, I think they've won a couple in a row. I don't 
I, I think this is where the Rams, I mean, they've been winning some games, but they're not as potent as they used to be, especially last year. Uh, and I, if I had a guess, not even just guess, but I feel like Pittsburgh is just a solid pick. Uh, they're turning it around. They are in the playoff hunt. Let's be honest. They're only a couple games back behind Baltimore. Uh, wait, are they in the same division? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but I think Pittsburgh is actually way better than the record in indicates, and they're playing way better. Uh, they started out slow the last couple weeks, uh, from what I recall, but I think this is a game that they're going to be honed in uh, all three quarters. And you know, Mike Tomlin is coaching. He, it's very rare to, for them to start out slow most of the time. So uh, I think they're going to fix a lot of these patches, and they're going to run with it. Uh, it's Nikato victory. Uh, this is probably a 50-50, honestly. Uh, they got 10 Pittsburgh wins, and Los Angeles Rams win. But I think in these close games, Pittsburgh does have the edge. Uh, it's, it's probably going to come down to like a final possession. So this is not going to be a blowout. This is going to be a very close one. I don't blame you if you stick with the Rams, uh, but Pittsburgh like, feels like a, this is a 50-50 game, uh, despite them being 4-4. Four four. So, uh, yeah, so this is, this, this is going to be a good one. The next two, I've been flipping and flopping, guys. Okay, so uh, I have at Dallas, I'm picking them as a favorite against Minnesota. And I'm very nervous about this one because I have no faith in either team. It's a, it's a straight-up 50-50. I'm going to admit to you guys right now. Dallas is becoming hot. Minnesota isn't really cooling down. They just uh, were stuck last week with like more defensive. It was more of like a defensive battle. Not so much that, but like they just couldn't. They really couldn't convert too much, but it's not so much the team. Uh, it was just a weird game. So um, Dallas is a little bit hotter. Would not surprise me if Minnesota came in and won. Uh, wouldn't surprise me if the line. I'm going to look at the line if it's just a minus three. Yeah, it's an exact minus three. So. It's a 50-50. There's giving Vegas is giving Dallas just the home team edge, and I'm thinking about doing that too. I've already picked one, two, three, four, five underdogs. Maybe six if we count the Kansas City team that's qualified as an underdog uh, for whatever reason. So, yeah, I, I'm sticking with Pittsburgh. Did that one. I'm sticking with uh, Dallas in this case, but. Uh, you can go either way in this one. Yeah, it was like 60-40 Dallas, and I feel like this is a 50-50. I don't like picking either. I would, If I had to bet this game, I would bet the minimum amount. I don't trust any team here. I certainly would trust against the spread against Dallas, though. I just don't think... Uh, I think this could be a close one. Like, pretty down to the wire, and I think Dallas usually has the edge here when it comes to those games. This last game, Monday Night Football, I feel the same exact way. Uh, Seattle... Uh, sorry, San Francisco at San Francisco, who's the favorite against the underdog Seattle Seahawks. Uh, despite being 8-0, uh, we've seen what Seattle's been doing week for week, over week, over week, uh, especially lately. Uh, they've been going through the gauntlet of teams and just been winning. It's been grueling. Uh, San Francisco has certainly been taking everyone's best shot, and I think this is the week where they, they go down. I think San Francisco, even though it's at San Francisco, uh, I think San Francisco wins this like 48, 45% of the time. It's very close. Uh, but it's a red hot Russell Wilson who just does not give up. Like, he, I feel like he can score in every possession and you can't stop him now. Like, he is playing at an elite, like, ungodly MVP level. It shouldn't even be close. I know Lamar Jackson can be put in the talks of MVP, but 
Um, but he's, I feel like he's more of a flavor of the month. He started out hot early, got cold and he's getting hot again. Russell Wilson has just been on a tear the whole season. I think it's what, like 22 touchdowns, one interception. He owns, he's worth every damn penny in that team. He, yeah, even from last, last year, if you watch the games, he literally just seems to be carrying everything on his back and it's not facing him. Uh, this is going to be a close one. It's going to be at the very end. I think Seattle's going to etch this one out at the very end. This is going to be a super close game, uh, at least in my opinion. And uh, if not, I know San Francisco's defense is legit, uh, but when you're facing <laughs> Russell Wilson, it's just a different beast. So uh, it wouldn't surprise me if Seattle did run away with this, but I feel like it's going to be a close one. So I take it Seattle. So for the recap, Oakland. Underdog is picked. Uh, Detroit, picking them, underdog. Baltimore as a favorite. Buffalo is an underdog, for whatever reason. I don't know why they're underdog. Uh, Kansas City is also underdog, I'm taking them. New Orleans, I'm taking them as a favorite. Giants as a favorite, I'm taking them. The Cardinals, underdog. Colts, favorite. Uh, Green Bay as a favorite. Pittsburgh as an underdog. Dallas as a favorite. And Seattle as an underdog. There you have it, folks. I'm hitting the say picks button now, and let's get it. All right, we're there's only 13 games this week, uh, the fewest I've seen in a while. I don't know if it's going to be the same for the next couple weeks here. Uh, let's see, 14 weeks, 14 weeks, and then the weeks the 13 through 17, it's all back to 16. So yeah, we're nearing the second half of the bye weeks, and these teams going away. Uh, this week 10 is going to give us. How many games here? One, two, three. Yeah, three afternoon games. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, so not many games this week. That's, and that's probably fine with all of us. And that's it, guys. Hope you enjoyed the NFL picks. Now, we're on to the last segment. We'll, we'll talk about this quickly. And that is NFL upset picks, my friends. So... Last week, if you're unfamiliar with the NFL offset picks, these are a little bit different than the NFL pickems. Uh, sometimes, some games, I will pick uh, an underdog or favorite based off of the short term. I mean, it's just winning a pickem, so there's not really any loss here. If I pick an underdog right, it's worth one. If I pick a favorite right, it's worth you know a win. A win. Uh, whereas these underdog picks, I like to find teams that are that have good like money line values here. So, for example. Uh, let's start, let's just use like week four Cleveland. Like, uh, I think Cleveland, they were facing the Ravens, and I said like they had a good shot. Uh, but the odds uh, of Vegas after game, we got a plus 260. So for every dollar I put in, if the Cleveland won, I would get 260 back plus the dollar. Okay. So picking these underdog picks uh, is a good way to see if I can be profitable long term. And I'm not going to lie, uh, it's not looking too good in that aspect. I'm currently. Well, for example, as, as of week eight, and we'll talk about week nine in a second, I was four and 11. Um, despite being seven games below you know, average, I was, I was only down by um, three net units, which is pretty much uh, denominations of whatever I wanted to bet. So because of that, um, even getting a win can go can take you from a negative to a positive pretty, pretty easily. Um, the key factor is generally these are revolved around volume, and I like to find teams that have terrible, not terrible odds, but like unlikely odds, and get them, and get to them a point where I think they can either have a chance to win at the end, or where they should be profitable long term. Like, overall, how they play. 
Uh, that's why if you notice whenever I say it's like a 60-40 or 80-something, that means like it's an 80% chance I believe they're going to win versus 20. And normally in my head, whenever I work out, um, those numbers uh, generally can determine whether or not the odds are great. So reviewing last week with week eight, I picked the Washington Redskins to beat the Buffalo Bills. Despite picking the Bills to the pick them, um, Washington Redskins was plus 350. And most of that was rolled around uh, the Bills just not doing well enough on offense. But they came out strong and they lost. And again, uh, losing, losing these aren't, um, it's not terrible because it, most of the time we're expecting to lose. We're just trying to get the max value out of the wins to see if we end up positive at the end of the season. So uh, Washington plus 350 lost. Um, I, only, I only lost one unit and that took me to 4-12 and for the season. And then I picked the Giants. Uh, and... Giants, up until that black cat, had a legitimate shot. Uh, they were up, and uh, they couldn't pull it out. I thought they would, but the black cat pretty much just did them in. Uh, we all know it's not really the case, but that certainly did stop the momentum a little bit as they were driving down the field. So uh, I lost both of them, and that's fine. I only do a very few of these each week. Uh, most of the lines I like, the lines I like to take are usually about plus 150 to about plus 300 unless something looks really ridiculous um, so uh, without further ado let's talk about week 10 of these upset picks so I'm hopping on Bovada right now and that's the site I normally use now if you have a different site sports betting site and I know some of you probably do actually use sports betting now because it's becoming more mainstream if you have a site that you prefer because um, Bovada has been terrible for me. Uh, I can't get half my live bets in, some of the props. I can't do as many props. Uh, I could. I talk a lot about that in my other um, episode, too. I talk about the sports gambling one. But but with the props and everything else, uh, I just don't have as much control over Bovada. Plus, the lines the, the lines aren't as as juicy as, say, other sports books like, uh, like Book Online or something like that. So I'm going to check out the NFL game lines right now. And I'm just going to tell you which ones I like and which ones I might lock in, like as like good value picks. So the first game, uh, Thursday night, Chargers are minus 110. Raiders are even, so they're not a big underdog. And let's see, the next one, Lions are plus 110 against the Bears. Uh, I said that one's like a 50-50. Actually, Detroit wins that a lot more, so the fact that they're plus 110 doesn't make it a good value at all. Uh, the next game I have is the Giants and Jets. Both teams are equally fairly bad, but the Jets are plus 115. Uh, that's not a good... That, that doesn't seem likely for me. Uh, another one is the Falcons are plus 425 against the Saints. Uh, yeah, the Falcons are, are plus 13. Uh, that is terrible. I don't think, I already mentioned this, Falcons are not going to come out. I mean, they could win, but I, I don't have the faith. I don't think they even win uh, like 25%, 20% of the time. And this is at New Orleans. You know, the 425, is, it's, it's a sucker's bet. I want to do that. The Ravens at Bengals. Uh, the Bengals are plus 350, and the only reason why I would briefly consider the Bengals, briefly, is the fact that this could be a perfect sleeper game. With the rookie quarterback starting, uh, no one's really expecting too much from him. Uh, Ravens are expected to dominate. Uh, this could be a sleeper game where the Raven, Ravens are are thinking about next week. I wouldn't put it past uh, you know a second year Lamar Jackson to overthink that, and some of the younger teammates to think that as well. Uh, it's going to be more of a coaching uh, discipline thing if they're able to overcome that. 
but that one is plausible, though I'm not gonna, although I'm not gonna uh, worry about that too much. Uh, the Buffalo Bills plus 130 against the Cleveland Browns. Uh, this one I would technically take the Bills in for 130, but the odds I don't like the plus 130. I told you guys I like the plus 150s or better, so uh, feel free to pick the Bills, but I'm not Bills money line for plus 130. Just it's not my jam. Here's a lock. Not a lot, but here is a great one. I mentioned this before. Arizona Cardinals plus 185 against the Buccaneers. All right, I already told you guys what I think about the Cardinals and kind of think where the Buccaneers are at. This is a 50-50. I, I think Arizona actually wins this a little bit more. Uh, this is not an underdog. Uh, and this is a very close one. The fact that it's plus 185, uh, I think it's an insane value. This, this one I am officially locking in even before even before I look at the rest, like the Cardinals plus 185, this just seems stupid to not to not go after it. Uh, the last ones, by the way, that I that aren't as ridiculous that I picked uh, outside of Week Five, where a lot of these were like plus 150s. Um, I had a Miami at plus 125, 155. I lost that, but I had a Steelers at plus 240. That was a good one. Uh, the last time was another Saints plus 155, and they crushed that one. This Cardinals is plus 185, and that's got the same vibe. Like, like Arizona is being completely slept on. Uh, they are just—I feel like they're just a better team, flat out. It's not even—it's not even a remote chance. Like that's just misvalue, guys. Uh, you guys don't have, obviously have to bet alongside me, but that's just my my two cents. The next games I'm seeing here: Dolphins are plus 375 against the Colts. Uh, I can kind of see that, but. Uh, overall, it's really not going to happen. This next game is Carolina Panthers plus 190 against the Packers. That one's interesting. Uh, especially because, like, let's not forget, like, Carolina is a sticky team. Like, I, I don't seem like, I don't think they get blown out as much, and they are always in it. I think this could be, like, a 50-50-ish. Like like, so unlike the Arizona Cardinals, where I think they just win majority of the time, um, I think the Carolina Panthers would have a 50-50 shot at winning towards the end. That's where I'm at. So, uh, because of that, the plus 190 odds compared to, like, to say the Arizona, Arizona Cardinals plus 25 um, doesn't make too much sense, but depending on what other lines we see, uh, we might circle back to that. And then, let's see here. The Rams are minus 190, and the Steelers are plus 165. Now that one's interesting because I already told you guys, I think the Steelers might actually pull this one out. Uh, the fact that they're only a three and a half point, uh, like, dog, uh, it's pretty interesting to see that. Uh, that might be locked in. Uh, the Panthers, I, I feel better about choosing the Steelers over the Rams than Panthers over Packers, despite that edge. But we'll see where we end up here. The last couple games, uh, Vikings are plus 140. It gets the Dallas is one, minus 160. Uh, I think that I already picked kind of Dallas to win-ish. Minnesota could win. It's yeah, it's a close one, but uh, it's not worth that 140 for me. The Monday night game is a very interesting one because the line is plus 220 Seahawks. That is interesting. Uh, I already let you guys know what I think about Seattle. This is one of those where not only I picked them as an underdog for pick them, but the, uh, I think they actually win like this like almost 50 50 like this is not a 50 50 potentially at the end i mean they can but like honestly throughout the whole game i feel like this is just a pure 50 50 play uh even the spread plus six seems a little bit high 
So I'm actually going to lock in. I might lock in three this week. Uh, the top three that I'm locking in is obviously the Cardinals. That just seems absurd to me that it's plus 180 on a team that, like, they're underdog against the team that has legitimately just been playing mediocre. Uh, despite them having their dynamic abilities, uh, it's a week-by-week -week thing. And, and as an odds maker, uh, having a team that can easily beat them when they're not on, uh, have plus 185, is sick. So I'm feeling very, pretty confident about that. Uh, the other one is now Seattle. So Seattle is plus 220. Plus 220. And then I might do a third one. Yeah, screw it. I'll do a third. So that third one, circling back, is between the Carolina Panthers and the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think Pittsburgh wins more frequently than Carolina. And I think, yeah, I think that's as far as I go with it. I don't want to overthink this one. I'm taking the Steelers. Plus 165. So, looking at this, Suppose I win here. So let's do Steelers. Plus 165. These all I don't think are completely unreasonable. Okay, so... But let's do this. If I win... 1.85. Yeah, winning all these. If I win these three... Normally if I win three in a row, my I would go from minus 4.95 units for the season, which that's where I'm at now to easily, let's do four, yeah, I'd be up if I get these three. So, even getting a couple of these puts me almost back to even. Uh, which would give me, would, which would make big strides. Uh, I'm pretty excited, overall, for this week, especially this weekend. I'm super sorry if, uh, if I don't sound correct, right? Because I literally bit my tongue uh, for <laughs> the, the podcast, and it wasn't even like a close bite, it was like a, it was like a legit chomp. Uh, and the first time I've actually seen it visible, like bad visible. Uh, luckily I Google it and it looks like it's just something that's going to heal in a, in a few days. And that's perfect because I'm like, I'm tired guys. Uh, I mentioned this before, but I'm recording three episodes a day now. Or not, sorry, three episodes every week, uh, primarily on Wednesdays. And uh, yeah, with, with the goal in mind to uh, focus on... Uh, getting the NFL picks out and then and then setting the setting a proper schedule. I might move everything to Tuesday recordings as well, and then I might do the NFL release on Wednesday. But uh, like I said, I'm focused on one dedicated day to get all my recordings. Uh, definitely, definitely once I get the schedule down pat, you guys will know. You guys will see the recordings uh, the, on your playlist. And uh, I, yeah, I don't have much more to add, guys. I've just been dealing with, with some insomnia over late overnight, and I just wanted to get all my ducks in a row. So, uh, yeah, I know some of you guys are actually listening to this, and I feel like I'm speaking faster than normal, maybe because my throat hurts now and I'm just, like, done. But, uh, yeah, you guys have a great day. Dream easy. And if you happen to be listening to this while you're not trying to sleep, then, then just enjoy your day. Hopefully this helps to go to sleep. I do try to put the the calm noises and this might feel like a little bit more high energy but that's the case always let me know guys I, I do try to cater this to help you guys at the end uh and i definitely want to keep mixing up different types of episodes so let's let's get it guys on uh, this week uh, let's get you guys to sleep and dream about these picks just dream about the simulations of, of all these picks putting uh and if you haven't checked out the sports gambling uh episode just should be the one prior 
then uh, take a listen. Uh, it's certainly going to be a little bit different than this type. Uh, it's more long-winded. Uh, as you can tell, I'm a little bit more focused week over week on the football episodes, which kind of ironically doesn't make this as, as low energy now that I think about it. So maybe I might have to tweak the format a little bit again. Uh, but we'll see. Until then, take care and dream easy.